everybody, and welcome to the Game by Show podcast. It's uh, June the seventeenth. That's two days between before Juneteenth. Juneteenth, the twenty twenty fourth. Be with yeah. you. So on Monday, uh, we got a note from work, and they said, "Hey, we're giving everyone a paid holiday off for Juneteenth. You have Friday off, paid." There you go. Excellent. Yeah. Anyway. That's happening. I and we're having a land party tomorrow night. It's 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 all party weekend all around. It's Father's Week. Wow, you know? dang. That's our Father's yeah. Week. I like that. We need to institute. <laughs> is it really? Oh yeah. Oh it is now. Yeah. yeah Hereby it declared. It's Father's Month. June. Father's Father's Month. <laughs> uh, allow myself to introduce myself and my and my colleagues here. I am Legrand Jolly. I am here with Jeremy and Dale. Uh, Legrand is Hello. the Ward Cleaver of the podcast. Uh, I'm Dale, the what? You're, you're the Ward Cleaver. What does that mean? Your dad. Your dad? Uh, okay. Dale is the uh, Danny Tanner Dan, of the podcast. He's the, he's the dad also. Oh, I see what you're doing. And uh, I will be the... Uh, well, you know what? I'll be the Professor Utonium from uh, Powerpuff Girls. Okay. It's kind of a non-traditional, sure. like, create your children out of chemicals Father kind figure. of dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That works, I guess. Just don't call me the Emperor of Mankind, because he's a terrible dad. Boo. Who's the, who's the Emperor of Mankind? I, Sounds like emperor. a professional wrestler. It, it, that's that's just what he is. He doesn't have a name, as far as anybody it's the, knows. The professional wrestler Mankind's uh, manager. That's right. <laughs> it's like Paul Bearer's buddy. Yeah. <laughs> From the club. Do, they, I, I don't, do people even know who that is? Who those are? Mankind? Anymore? Yeah, I mean, they... I don't know. I, I have a hard time telling like who are the new wrestlers and who are the ones that have kind of a if legacy. We're career. referencing them. They're the old ones. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> that's, right. that's probably true. Mankind was uh, he was Mick the guy Foley. with the sock. Mick Foley. He had a sock. Yeah. I've seen him. Yeah. He wore like the a weird leather strap. Yeah, I thought he had like the kind of face. gimpy. Like, he had the, the sock too. Hannibal Lecter thing. He, he, he probably had, had a few different phases. Like like apparently the Undertaker. Yeah. Undertaker had this like biker gang face also I mean come on even even Madonna wore a cowboy hat for a little while his finishing yeah. move was the sock that he'd stick in the guy's mouth you guys don't oh, remember this disgusting. smell it smell it you're gonna smell this you're gonna yeah, eat he it he was at uh I've seen him at a couple comic cons <laughs> he actually got out and wrestled at um at, they had so a comic con that I go to they do a thing called uh, fantasy cosplay wrestling wow. and legit like amateur wrestlers like I guess there's pseudo well there's some pro wrestlers in there too but uh, they're not like WWE guys they're the guys who like, make the uh, YouTube videos of j- jumping onto no not the, not the backyard backyards. wrestlers they're like legit wrestlers that, rest, that wrestle in like local scenes and stuff like that legit. anyway they, they, uh, they <laughs> yeah, all dress up as different like cosplay characters of different video games and anime and and then they all uh, they wrestle against something each other fake, you know that's right. Yeah. And so um, when they, whenever they have like wrestlers, like real wrestlers at the Comic Con, they usually will participate. And they had a big Royal Rumble one time, and Mick Foley and uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan were involved, and it was pretty cool. I I would just be afraid that somebody's gonna stick some kind of underwear in my mouth. Uh, I think I would stay out of that. Stay uh, just the uh, just the sock. Just the sock. Yeah. No big I mean, you deal. Don't know, you just don't know sock. where it's been. I promise. <laughs> it's been in all the wrestlers' mouths. Yeah, every one of them. This is yeah, a major, major COVID. Why are we risk. talking about Mick Foley? I don't Who know. Who started this? I, you know what? I blame Danny Tanner. <laughs> this was the raddest, like, uh, game-by-show tangent we've ever gone on. I can't believe this. You know what? Uh, Cut it out. 
<laughs> I, I get that. Danny. That's oh, it's close enough. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> it's, it's from Not the even. same universe. Yeah, it's the okay, Full okay. House. So what do I, what do I have to do? I'm looking up at you guys. <laughs> the Discord window. You have to go. <laughs> oh wait. Sit down. Hey yo. Sit, oh, hey. sit down in the comfy chair and uh, give us some life advice. Smoke my bubble pipe. Yeah, exactly. Sounds good. Um, well, enough of that. Thanks, Jeremy, for all that. Yeah, that was Father's way week talk. We carried it way too far. It went in went in radical directions. We Socks. Have regrets. Yeah. Uh, anyway, today's the Wednesday show, guys. It's the day where we talk about the video games we've been playing. I missed last week. I know you guys had a fantastic show without me, like you do. Whenever I'm not around, I'm I mean, there to yell at right. you. And uh, usually it goes pretty okay. Still Baskin. Uh, Carol Baskin. Baskin Robbins. That, that lady Carol. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll, I'll start out the show today. Yeah, do it. Because, you know, here I am and uh, didn't talk last week. And I even had a thing I could have talked. However, I do have a lot more experience in the game I'm going to talk about. Uh, with another extra week I've had to play it. All right. uh, I have been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, I am following in um, my mantra that I'm not going to buy a game unless I'm going to actually play it. Uh, that's what I do now. I don't buy games unless I'm going to play them. Listen, behind the scenes, Legrand was just looking at Humble Bundle, and he's looking at the 400 games. And, and I didn't yeah. buy them. <laughs> and I didn't. I'm like, oh, I'll play some of these. Wait, a bundle's some of these different. Are bucks. Like, Damn it. I, I, I could buy a bundle, and I could play... Uh, you know, five of them and feel like I got my money's worth. Yeah, that's like, true. I, All right. You know, I, I'm, I'm not buying the bundle for... Plus, it's also for charity, right? Uh, yeah. Anyway, we're what we're talking about is the humble uh, fight against... Fight for racial justice uh, bundle. They've earned $2 million for charity, which is pretty crazy. That's pretty good. There's, like, a lot of games in there. There's a lot of, a lot of good games, too. A lot of these games have been featured on the podcast. Like uh, Spelunky, Baba is You, FTL we've talked about. Uh... Some more of these, I'm sure. There's a lot of games in here. <laughs> from They're such, pretty good. Such games you know as video games. Yeah, video games. Darkest Dungeon, The Shield Breaker. I don't know what that means. It's a DLC. Is it? So you get the DLC, but you don't have the regular game? That's cool, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, so go check that out. It's for it's for good good causes. So Jeremy's trying to shame you for buying a bundle, even though you're not going to play the games. When You may just be buying the bundle to support charity and, and good things. I mean, that's how Humble works. That's right. That's right. Um, anyway, I, I, I bought this game. Uh, I talked about Control a couple weeks ago. And after I finished Control, I started up Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is a game that I also bought on the Epic Games Super Mega Super Duper Sale. Hmm. Is that what it's called? I think I was going to Something cl close. Yeah. I'll super allow. Mega Super Duper Epic Sale, right? Something like that. Anyway, I bought uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And as soon as I finished the Control, that was the next game I fired up. At least my single player game. But I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about Hunt Showdown because that's why I've also been playing. <laughs> uh, but really, I have been playing a lot of Hunt Showdown. Uh, but Assassin's Creed Odyssey is um, a game. Um, I don't know where to start about this game. It's a game that uh, I feel like I didn't need, obviously, because I didn't play it. Like I, I've been playing Assassin's Creed games since they came out. I beat all of them up to, uh, I guess, at, before this one, the last one I had beaten was um, Black Flag. Oh, Black Flag. Oh, I played a lot of Unity. I didn't beat Unity, though. I did play a lot of Unity. I got maybe halfway through Unity. Um, and I got kind of... I didn't really like the combat system. Um, but it seems like with Origin, and then even more so with Odyssey, they really went to the full-on open world. Like, the game just feels different than it did. Even though the other games were open world, too, they just feel... There's something different about them. It, it kind of Maybe it's does. with the side quests and the way that the... Like, you're... You were never given... 
a map with like question marks of points of interest to go and see as far as i remember in, in previous games uh and it seems like they really do a lot to there's lots of icons the around map. the map oh there's always lots of icons but in this case it's like and and i played a little bit of assassin's creed origins and so i i know that this game is kind of following in the footsteps More of like origins, that. where origins yeah. kind of like redid some things and changed things around and then odyssey just kind of expanded on it uh and they do a they do a pretty good job of kind of sending you around the map and when you look at the map the map for uh assassin's creed odyssey is enormous like i cannot believe how big the map is in this game uh and it takes place in ancient greece as you very well probably know and there's the boat stuff is back so i know the boat stuff wasn't in origin as far as i remember but the boat stuff from black flag is back the good stuff from three and black flag and rogue that whole little trilogy yeah it is so good too, and it's good in this game too. And you, and the thing is, is that it's not as big a part of the game. Like usually, it's like, and I remember in Black Flag, you were always boating around to different islands. And this All game the sea is sea shanties, not, so good. Yeah, and there's sea shanties in this one too. Uh, I don't know if you collect them though, but your crew sings. <laughs> uh, but in this game, it's like the game. I mean, I've only had like one section where I've had to actually be on the water for a while, and you are like traveling around through the islands of Greece. But it's like you get to a section of the game, and now you're on land for like a long time. Like I've been on land and haven't even gotten to my boat for like the last probably five or six, Greece seven, eight hours. I hear Greece is hella screechin. Dude, it, it easily. Yeah, it's it's probably the best. Uh, so anyway, um, the game, I don't know where to start with this because there's so many things, so many good things about it and not a whole lot of bad things. Uh, I guess I'll start with the graphics. The game looks amazing. It's absolutely incredible. Um, this okay. Okay, let, let me dial this back just a touch. So this is a game I actually own on the Google Stadia, and I can't. I don't think I ever talked about it when I was playing it on Stadia. I don't think I ever did that. Uh, mostly because it was a poor experience compared to what I wanted out of playing an Assassin's Creed game. And I know Jeremy's the streaming game apologist of the Game by Show podcast. I am the streaming game. It's fine guy you know but not good enough if you you know um i'm the angry streamer that's why i actually care about performance and care about quality then you know then don't play it on one of those things then i don't know definitely play it on one of those things save up and buy a pc that or or even a playstation and play it that way um pay five dollars a month and play it on high-end hardware no problem yeah with like bad latency and it's still not as good Bad latency. Anyway, is what um, I <laughs> so I, I, I did. I did play it. So what, so what I played on the stadia, I actually really liked, and I, I liked the way that the the game was, and I liked the flow, and I liked the way that it looked. Uh, it's just something about that little bit of lag with the Google Stadia and GeForce, whatever, all the things. There's just a little little touch where I'm like, I really want to get into this game, but I really don't want to play it like this. I want to play it on my actual PC or even yeah, a PlayStation I think games 4. where you have a free camera, you kind of notice it more. It's like, I wanted to look over there, not 30 degrees further than that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I picked it up and I got it for like 10 bucks on the Epic sale. And that was about right. I, I did buy it for 50 or 40 or whatever it was on Stadia. Cause I needed something to play on Stadia. That wasn't freaking destiny too, which is even worse. You try to play a shooter on freaking oh, man. Stadia. Like good night. Like no, no, thank you. Um, so anyway, the graphics on this game are phenomenal. It looks fantastic. I'm playing it in ultra wide at 1440p, and it's absolutely incredible. Uh, it looks amazing. Like I, I don't, there's not a whole lot of games that look as good as this game, and the way that they uh, 
just the the world is so incredibly detailed. And I know that I know that a lot of the Assassin's Creed games they're all based in historical fact, right? In historical era, they oh, do totally. a lot of research. And in this game, fact. I don't know a whole lot about ancient Greece aside from you know the the pillars and the gods and the dongs and the statues and the dongs on the statues. That's basically all that I know about. And so um, I'm having a good time kind of just running around the world. And, and in this game, you're, you're constantly coming across... There's like a whole level-up system. I think this is probably what they changed a lot from, yes. from, uh, from Black history. Flag into, these, this new, yeah. into this, this new version of the games is your character actually levels up, and so you're gaining experience. But there's lots of like landmarks that are uh, historical landmarks from ancient Greece that you come across, and you earn XP every time you get there. And that's how I know that I found something cool. It's like, hey, you just found the fountain of blah, 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 and you earn 50 XP or whatever. You ever find the oracle um, at Delphi? Oh, dude, I did that. Yeah, nice. I talked to her. Is that a real thing? From, uh, like myth- from mythology. Yeah. yeah, I went and talked to her just barely, and she like I like asked her where my mom was. Uh, and she like got all mad and started like prophesying, and I'm like, "How did you know about me?" And so you're like, <laughs> "Yeah." At the beginning, you're like, "Well, how do I know that this is this oracle? Whatever." Screw she that. and your and mom you went to, to the same like, you know, scholum or whatever they call hairdresser. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing about this game that I, I that I didn't expect um, to get into is the actual storyline of the character. So I'm playing so. You're playing as a character. There's uh, Cassandra, and there's another character that you can choose from. Alexis, you can choose from either a Alexios. female protagonist or Alexios. or a male. So Cassandra, and what's the other guy's name? Alexios. Alexios. And I am playing as Cassandra because everything that I've heard is that uh, the voice acting and everything from Cassandra is way better who, who than Who is Alexios. the voice actor? Do we know? I don't. The internet knows. It's not uh, Jennifer Hale, maybe, or somebody? No. It's not anyone that I have recognized. Uh, it is uh, Melisanthi Mahout. There you go. Awesome. Well, she's got a she's got a thick accent, so she does a pretty good job of portraying that character. Um, but the storyline really like grabbed me uh, from the very very beginning with this character and some of the things that you're doing, and as you kind of get deeper into your character's backstory. And I don't necessarily want to spoil it too much. I don't know how much you even play Jeremy, but um, did you get did you get off the first island? What's Desmond up to these days, Legrand? That's Desmond. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you don't even see any of that. I don't even remember the animus part. Oh, there's a part where it's like, hey, we're going to jack you in to this thing. And that's basically it. Yeah. And I don't even remember who it was or what the whole context was. And it doesn't even matter, right? Uh, But the storyline of this game, uh, at least the the ancient Greece part, is really, really cool. Where you are actually the daughter of a a king or a a king or a ruler or some sort of a warlord. And he's uh, over Spartan. He's over Sparta. Yeah. So he's like the, and you're his daughter. In fact, King's there's a whole sequence at the beginning, which is all about like fighty fighty. Yeah, it is. Is it? Le- it's not Leonidas. It's like uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. It's the Wolf of Sparta. Is his? It's not. Uh, it's not Geralt of Rivia. Kratos. Yeah. And so you um, there's like a whole story beat near the beginning where you basically uh are there, and your dad is gonna sacrifice your son by throwing him off a cliff to appease the gods so that you can win some battle or something like that, and you're like a little like six year old girl and you get mad, and when the priest goes to throw your your brother off the cliff who's just a baby, you go and push the priest off the cliff too with the baby Whoa, and wait so the baby goes with and? the baby goes with the priest and then and you're the one who pushes the priest and the baby off Whoa. and so now the other priests are like oh my gosh you got she's you need to kill her that's hard and so uh so the wolf or the wolf of sparta your dad is like okay i guess i gotta do it and so he like takes you and throws you off the cliff and um you land in the water and somehow you survive with your baby brother 
and you end up in this place where a, a merchant guy finds you and takes you in and you grow up um and without spoiling too much the very first quest of the game uh the main the main quest you're actually sent to go kill your dad talk like about talk about dad. a bad dad right yeah <laughs> and so when you find that out like it's a and so then just crazy things start happening from there on and and uh i really kind of got wrapped up in in the story of of the game and kind of finding out where it goes because um you like want to know you like, like so i went to the oracle trying to find out where my mom was i'm like hey where's my mom <laughs> you know um and uh yeah I, i'm really enjoying that piece of it which i didn't expect like i haven't really I, I don't think i really got into the story of one of these games since assassin's creed 3 like i really like the assassin's creed 3 storyline just mostly because yeah. it's about the american revolution america and seeing how they kind of like tied like key battles into like the templars just trying to piss off you know whoever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and kind of incite the revolution and that whole thing i really like that whole angle um and in this game it's not necessarily the storyline of sparta versus athens but it's more about the storyline of this character and right. how it kind of intertwines with all that being a vagabond uh, and coming yeah, into speaking of sparta versus athens there's a conflict that's going on all the time between sparta sparta and athens and every single every single zone that you get to one of the factions has control of the zone and there's a meter that kind of shows how how strong their influence so are, is over are that you like zone. on the side of sparta or or neither you're kind of in both and so you can choose on who you want to help uh in that zone to kind of take control and I don't necessarily know what you get out of it, but basically you, so say you come into a zone and Athens has control. Well, you can go into certain key points and like, you know, kill their generals and burn their supplies and kind of just weaken their position. And once you get it low enough, it uh, opens up the ability for you to go and assassinate their leader. And then when you do so, then it triggers an event where you can actually go and fight in a battle between Athens and Sparta on one of the sides. And you can choose which side and the one that who's actually uh, defending, um, if you choose to help them defend, you actually get greater rewards because it's actually more difficult. Um, and I don't actually know how that whole thing plays out, but it's just kind of like an overall conflict that's just kind of always going on. Uh, one thing, one thing that you mentioned is the difficulty, and you know, you talked at the very beginning about the really big map, and um, you know, the, Assassin's Creed. I think from probably the second game on, you know, and this was like a couple of console generations ago, kind of started doing it's a thing a where it's like you can point over there and be like i'm gonna go there and go there and in assassin's creed odyssey it's like you know legrand mentioned the giant statues and the and the dongs and stuff you can point and be like i'm gonna go to that statue with that dong and you can actually navigate by the dongs in this you can actually oh, yeah. be like you, you can figure out where you are relative to pretty much everywhere by by stuff that's on the horizon and you can i found that i could kind of navigate without having to resort to the map too often um, and, and they did a lot of cool stuff with that as well, where the, you can actually, the default mode of the game is to not have it lead you along to where you need to go. So it says, so whenever you get a quest, it's like, okay, I'm going to go do this. And rather than give you a quest marker, uh, you can talk to the guy who gives you the quest and he'll kind of tell you, yeah, it's on the west side of this. It's next to a big river. Right. And, and they and won't, you they won't to, even tell you. It's just like you go and go do it. Yeah. And, go find and, it. and so then you start running in that direction to kind of hunt out where you're going to go. Of course, when you get close to the position where it's at, then it's like, hey, you're pretty close. So send up your little eagle drone, um, Icarus. <laughs> which is the other crazy part about it. Yeah, and that was the thing. And I've never played Origins at all, so I don't know if there was a bird like this in Origins. I believe there was in was Origins there? Okay. as well. Yeah, because this was another new thing where they give you a vantage point where not only as, as Alexios or Cassandra, you can you know kind of ride along on your horse or whatever, but if you kind of want to at any point, and I don't, I don't know how I feel about this like canonically, but you can like transfer your consciousness up to the bird or whatever, and the bird's like, yeah, like... Uh, 
you know, like laser beak or well, something. Well, your whole your whole uh, storyline of your characters, you are the eagle bearer. Like that's your um, your title. Like people know who you are because you're known as the eagle bearer who has this special. And it's all ancient Greece mythology stuff. So you know, it all kind of it all kind of fits in some way, right? Yeah, yeah, um, sort of. Maybe sort of. Uh, the, but the other thing I was going to mention about the big map was not just the navigation, but um, the, the the one thing that I think you kind of alluded to was the leveling system, and that's that's one way that they sort of. Oh yeah. You have everywhere that you can go, but for example, there's a whole bounty system, and it's like, oh yeah, you're going to fight the Bruticus or whatever. <laughs> that's the second Transformers reference I've made in like two minutes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't know, <laughs> Bruticus. I don't know. It sounds sounds Greek. Not bad. Um, and you could theoretically, if you want to, go try and stab Bruticus. Uh, you know, even though he's a much higher level than you, but the Game will... That would be a Sisyphean ordeal. A Sisyphean task? Yes, it would yes. be. Uh, but, and if you can navigate Scylla and Charybdis to, you know, thread your level... It would be a Herculean I, undertaking. It would be a... Yeah. Um, but that's the way that the game sort of encourages you to go to some places but not others. And, yeah, the zones know, that are like... When you look at the map, the zones have like level, like appropriate levels on where right. you should be before you go there. And and I, I'm not going to lie, like it's hard to fight somebody that's higher level than you, even by like one or two levels. Like, I, I'm always like, I can do this and I cannot do this. Yeah. The other thing that I noticed about that, kind of to speak of that, about that mercenary system, if you ever like do bad things in front of people like steal or murder or anything else like that, then you get a bounty placed on you, and then these mercenaries start kind of tracking we'll you. you. Well, you mean it doesn't uh, like it's not like a, a superimposed piece of text that says so and so did not we'll kill in innocence. <laughs> you you put the bucket. No, over it doesn't. Their head. You can just do it, and you just get a bounty placed on your head, and these mercenaries come after you. And the and the mercenary system kind of reminds me a little bit of the nemesis system from uh, Shadow, Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor because the characters are actually, they're named, and they have usually a subtitle, and the subtitle usually has something to do with their fighting tactics. Like, this guy is, you know, uses fire or uses poison, and they have unique names, and they kind of relentlessly come at you until you either dispatch them or go pay off your bounty or kill the guy who is sponsoring the bounty. Um, but it's kind of like this omnipresent thing where I've had, like, multiple of these mercenaries, like, come at me at the same time while I'm, like, in the middle of some mission. It's like, hey, there's a bounty hunter nearby... Uh, and it's kind of an interesting. Um, well, that's the other thing is that mechanic. the map. The map is not only sort of a real time map, but the stuff that's happening in it is more or less real time. So if Bruticus is like, "Hey, I'm going to go get Legrand," like he'll just start coming over, and if whatever you're He's doing like the at Terminator, the time, dude. Yeah, whatever. Whenever he, whenever he makes it over there, <laughs> that's the time you got to deal with him, and you could be. Yeah, and Bruticus, whatever. man, he 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 doesn't stop, and those guys will just keep coming at you, and you can, and because of the the gifts of your eagle vision. Uh, with your eagle that you fly, your little drone that you fly up, you mark all the all the mark all the guys on the map, so you can know where everyone is at any given moment uh, when you're assaulting a compound or whatever. Um, and so you know when the when the bad mercenary guys come in, uh, then you kind of. But they always like you have to fight them. And whenever you have to fight a mercenary, you're always fighting around like everyone else. Like one time, I accidentally like started fighting this mercenary and then actually kicked a couple dudes like like just farmers, you know, on accident. And suddenly I was getting like all this extra bounty Agro on my head, whatever, and then all of yeah. a sudden more mercenaries started showing up, and then I started killing like these people that so these like farmers like rose up against me with pitchforks, and you murdered. And so I had to kill Greece. them. So I murdered them because they were fighting See, me. Now, I now I know how kill Kratos them. got turned the way he was. He was. Playing. Oh yeah. <laughs> just finally <laughs> murder everybody because you're just drawing too much aggro. That's right. Uh, anyway, I, so I don't I don't necessarily know how this game actually ties into the assassins and templars or any of that at this point. Uh, up to this point, it's all just I'm a mercenary and I, I'm just 
doing stuff in that yeah <laughs> i i sort of feel like ubisoft has kind of decided that they're not really as interested in like the lore and i'm sure they have people on staff what year for this. does this supposedly take place in i have no idea the ancient greece year it's sparta <laughs> so the the sparta stuff that happened in um that one movie uh 300 so movie? it's yeah 300 it, that that happened before so i actually came into the place I actually walked into that area where that Thermopylae. supposedly all took place, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm in this historical place." The hot <laughs> something gates. like that. Yeah, um, with Xerxes, there's like a whole place like the Valley of Xerxes or something like that. And I walked into this zone, and um, she made a comment about Leonidas and the Battle of Three Hundred, like the whole stuff that had took place. And so um, it happened after that, whenever that happened. Um, but I'm assuming, Jeremy, that this whole thing does tie back around to the assassins, at least at some point in yeah. the Templars, because th- there's like this nah. dude that like double, there's like this guy that like double crossed me, and now I'm pissed, and now I'm after him. And there's a couple guys that are like, you know, kind of like the Benjamin Franklins or the Leonardo da Vinci's of this, right, of this game, special... where they're like my, they're like my, my, uh, historical figures that are actually on my side because right. they're, you know, historical and did good things and, um, so there, it seems like it's kind of, I'm going to get to that point where it's like, hey, there's this whole thing, there's this whole secret society, and I'm kind of getting into some of the, that storyline. But again, I'm I'm really like getting into like the story, which is not what I expected out of this game, which is yeah. which is cool, I suppose. Just wait till you get to the part where you find out that you truly are the Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's right. I cannot wait. Um, anyway, this game kind of makes me excited for Valhalla as well. So I don't know. Maybe I'll yeah. like get into that game before I don't. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, earlier though, I guess in this Wait, game, this bef- game's like before what, you close don't to, close uh-huh. to two years old, right? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's it launched. It launched with that Stadia beta thing. Oh, that's right. So that must have been two years ago, three years ago, almost. I bet, it was, two and a half. I bet it's less than that. I bet it. I bet it's like a year and a half. I bet it's eighteen. Only we had not last year. Yeah, I, th- I think it's eighteen months. It's, I don't think it's that super old. It, it might, might have been twenty eighteen. Yeah. It was October 2018, so two and a half years at this point. Huh. Over two and a half years. Getting close to three. No, wait. Getting close to two. 2018. I just, I realized the other day that <laughs> Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which is the one that I've been playing most recently, was uh, like a five-year-old game already. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, this Getting game is, plays way different than Syndicate. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes me want to actually go back and play more of Origins because I like ancient Egypt stuff too. So I don't know. We'll make that's see my we'll make back to one. That. I'm gonna play next. Actually, I I need to go back and do the uh, the side scrolling Chronicles games for India and Russia. Oh yeah, I played, I played the those, first yeah. one of that. What was the the first China. one? Was it Japan? China. China. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I played I played that one. Uh, I didn't play the other ones either, but. I don't know, it's good. I think everyone should play this game. I, I wish I everyone should have bought it for $10 on the Epic Super Sale. Because um, that's a damn good price for the amount of content I'm getting out of this game, for sure. I got it for participating in the Stadia beta. But you have it on Stadia. And no, they give it to me on Ubisoft. Oh, wow. Now that's worse. a deal. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, uh, I haven't touched it since then. According to Epic, I played 16 hours of this game, and I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface. It's insane. That's probably true, yeah. Um, anyway, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is fantastic. You should play it. And that's it. Sorry for taking up all the time. No, that's all right. It's a good. But game to Jeremy talk about. started it with his dad talk, so it's just how I am. 
All right, Jeremy, uh, lay it on us, I guess. All right, so I'm going to just run through some stuff real quick. In my quest to play things that are time-sensitive and uh, free for people, um, I have uh, been participating, uh, partaking in the Steam Game Festival, which is going on through, uh, I guess, the weekend, I think, 22nd of June. And, That's uh, it? Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty short, and they have like hundreds of things that you can do. Uh, so it's basically a giant buffet. Most of the experiences are very short, so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to very rapid-fire go through four demos that I played for things that I think look very interesting. Uh, okay. The first thing, first thing that I'm going to talk about is something called Touch Type Tail Strategic Typing. Um, it is a, basically it's one of those Sounds typing games, but it's it's sort of like a an RTS that's powered by typing. And uh, the, the, the trick to it is that uh, you still have buildings and, uh, you know, har harvesting uh, food resources and, and, and different kinds of things, things in mines and stuff. And you can, you can hire workers and things, but it's all done based on one kind of overall map. It's organized into lanes, and I'll talk about that in just a second. And then each of the buildings, you can sort of access them by typing. So instead of clicking on the barracks, you would type the word that's over the barracks. And then in order to do something inside the barracks, like generate a certain kind of unit or something, you'll type the word in a little submenu for, for that thing. So it's instead of, you know, down at the bottom, the, the five different buildings you could build, you would type in whatever the word is for the thing that you want. Weird. To um, and so you have to kind of manage your main castle that, that kind of generates uh, workers and, and other things. Uh, and then there are different little waypoints on this map. And the map is basically a preset map. So the way that it works is it's actually organized into basically lanes. Uh, so there are different areas that will interconnect with others. And when you start generating fighting units, um, each of the little lanes has a word that you can type that kind of indicates if there's anybody sort of built up there in a, in a little uh, rally point, you can just send them all off in the direction of the word that you typed. So it actually ends up being, um, you know, pretty hectic. There's a lot of, and, and you know, you can set the difficulty so the words will be of, of varying, um, you know, mixed case or, or whatever. Uh, and sometimes there's like individual letters. So when it's time to harvest food, they actually just have different, uh, a little submenu that shows different fields and you just type in the letters. Um, but, but you basically um, kind of follow the same path as you would in an RTS. Build buildings, um, supply them with food and workers, generate units like archers, fighters, whatever, and then march them off in the direction, you know, accumulate guys and kind of strategically navigate different intersecting areas of the map and maybe converge dudes by, you know, sending one down this lane and one down the other lane. And and once once guys engage in battle, it's sort of, um, um, you know, it's not a pre-generated math that's happening. So archers will shoot arrows and maybe they'll hit things. So it does kind of, be, you know, depend on the timing. You know, when did you send these guys versus those guys? Who drew the aggro? You know, oh, now that means these guys can come up from behind and, and you know, deal a death blow, those kinds of things. It actually turns out to work really, really well. I actually really enjoyed it. It was a clever little premise. Um, it is, you know, and like all of these things, they're, they're a lot of early access stuff. So it's kind of fun on this one. The, the voiceover work is, they, they're they like specifically mentioned not final. It's some dude like popping, you know, his mic and, you know, with a kind of a thick accent, it's okay. People have accents. Um, but you can tell that it's not definitely not final. Um, but, but as a proof of concept, it actually works really well. Uh, that is touch type tail strategic typing and the demos, I, I think that demo lasted, uh, you know, a couple of levels and, and then that was it. And uh, a lot of them are, are, are sort of similar. So I kind of wanted to try something that was a little bit off the beaten path. So touch type tail strategic typing is one, uh, in one of the, uh, events, I think it was the gorilla, um, I can't remember which collective? show it was. It could have been the Gorilla Collective. Yeah, the Gorilla Collective or, or the PC gaming show or, or one of them. There was something called X01, and it was basically, a, uh, they showed footage of it, and it's like you're this weird 
ball bearing, like a, a kind of weird alien looking ball bearing that will deform itself and kind of glide sometimes. And it showed it flying through clouds and things like that. And uh, it's actually, as a point of reference, it works a little bit like there was a game on the iOS called Tiny Wings, where you were basically just rolling through hills and you would kind of like roll up the hill and then drop down on the next curve and you'd kind of keep momentum going by, by hitting those hills. XO1 is kind of like that, except it sort of has a... Um, Almost like a, you know, the alien prequel Prometheus. Like it kind of has a vibe that's like, oh, we're in yeah, outer space on like, like a, a, on a weird planet. A little bit. I do I, like that movie. It was it was all right. It was kind of weird, but uh, but the vibe though kind of reminds me. You know, at the beginning where they spend all that time exploring, like, oh, it's a planet that we can breathe on, but hey, there's like weird stuff here. It's kind of like that. So this game is like a cross between Tiny Wings or or I played a knockoff game on Android called Hot Donut. If you know about Hot Donut, uh, reach out to me. Yeah, <laughs> um, but the. Uh, the the other the other side of it's a little bit like journey so uh, it doesn't really give you a lot of exposition and what it does is like weird broken transmissions the the human dialogue is kind of like weird and garbled and doesn't quite fit the text so it, you're you're just sort of the, you the, the ball bearing that you are this weird alien thing it's like you're this probe and you're just trying to go to a certain thing in the distance so it's a little bit like journey it's a 3d terrain um, and the thing about it so the thing about this ball bearing is that when you 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 navigate with WASD you sort of direct yourself with WASD but then when you left click your your thing your ball bearing suddenly just uh, um, generates gravity and you just immediately drop like way down and that works whether you are going to hit a hill from high up or it works whether you're just on a slope and you just immediately start gathering speed and then when you let go you can kind of float a little bit or you kind of fly up and then once you have air you can glide and so it's basically all about this traversal thing and um, seeing the they only let you play like this one level and kind of get a feel for the traversal and it is kind of fun it is kind of rewarding and and I found myself going many kilometers I, I believe that the distance is real time so you know it's like oh this thing is 40 kilometers in the distance and you just gather a lot of speed and glide and roll and you know tuck in and, and you know careen off of hills and things i'm downloading this right now it's it's actually really cool and it's really simple and and i think what eventually the the thrust of the game is going to be is that they'll just give you a lot of different terrain to try and navigate through and maybe slightly puzzly sorts of things just with that basic mechanic so uh, which one is out, this again it's, it's called xo1 exo space o n e yeah um and that one was one that they specifically had highlighted in some of the some of the uh, indie shows over the last weekend it seems so like with this uh showcase this, or the steam whatever summer super steam whatever steam it's called, game festival they're doing like a lot of like developer streams and demos and live chats yes. and stuff like that so that's yes. kind of cool there's amas going on and live playthroughs of, of the games and videos and all sorts of things so it's not just go find demos but it's actually kind of a live event that's going on that you're probably not paying attention to um, and you can probably find some really interesting commentary and demonstrations of, of some of these really, really cool games. The only trick is there's like 400 of them. So, you know, they, they do give you on the Steam interface a way to kind of scroll through and they let you sort things by genre and stuff. So they, they try and make it a little bit more discoverable. Um, but that was the second one I played, XO1. Uh, the third game that I want to talk about is called Teenage Blob. And uh, Teenage All Blob, right. yeah, Teenage Blob is uh, is kind of interesting because it is a very very brief demo, and I get the feeling it's going to be a very very brief game. But it reminds me a little bit of a cross between something like Rhythm Heaven. I don't know if you guys ever played Rhythm Heaven on the on the DS or the Wii, where I never did. It's like a tiny little like it's almost like a, a WarioWare kind of idea, but for rhythm games, and it's very precise about you know your timing and stuff like that. So uh, Teenage Blob reminds me a little bit of a cross between 
you know, something like that, a, a kind of rhythm or, or, or maybe just more like elite beat agents or something. There's just kind of little things that you do, but it's all based on music. So the idea is, and they show this at the beginning when you, when you open Teenage Blob is, hey, we over here with little animated versions of ourselves, we are the developers and we over here are the band and we decided to make something together. And so the idea is that Teenage Blob, um, I don't even, I can't even really tell you what it's about, but it kind of has a look to it like, um, uh, you know, like Adventure Time or something like that. Like it's all hand-drawn art and it's, you know, very, you know, emotionally evocative. Like, you know, characters are like super, you know, you can kind of get get a sense for the storytelling they're trying to do with it. But the game itself is, they only let you play one level and it plays the music by this band and it's really beautiful, like really clear sound. I mean, they definitely make sure that it's either, you know, lossless audio or it just, it just sounds really good and is mixed really well for headphones. Um, but you play as this character, this teenage blob, and he's just like a regular guy, but he's kind of naked and pink. Um, and they, they let you listen to this song. And while you're listening to the song, you are playing essentially a game of Paperboy because you're doing pizza delivery and you're supposed to deliver pizzas to some houses, but not to others. And you can throw the pizzas just like in Paperboy. You can throw the papers at different things and break windows and hit dogs. And you know, the Grim Reapers there, you can throw pizzas and feed the dogs and break windows and, and the Grim Reapers there. Um, and I actually, even though it was such a simple pro and then, and then in between those little sessions, you know, as the, the different codas or verses of the song, then there's a thing that's a little bit like, um, uh, not ski free, but, uh, what's it? There's a game where you're just kind of going down slopes and stuff and you can like do little loops and spins and things SSX. like that. And, yeah. Kind of, kind of SSX, but it's just on the side. And I'm, I'm thinking there was something on iOS and it was like Alito, not Alito. He's, he's a Supreme court justice. Um, I can't think of it, but anyway, there's just little interstitial areas that are kind of evocative of other games. And it's all while this indie indie band's music is playing, and it, it actually works really well. And that was a tiny little demo, and I think in the final game there's only going to be five or six. It's like it's like they released an album, and every level and song kind of goes together in this album, and I guess you just kind of play this weird offbeat sort of game. Um, so that one I didn't see featured anywhere. Um, it was actually kind of recommended to me, Teenage Blob, and, um, and, and I would commend that to you to try it out. It was actually kind of cute. I did enjoy it. Uh, the last game that I picked for my uh, little tour of Italy was the uh, a game that I did see, and I wasn't sure what to make of it. I think it, it got, you know, as I was watching the chat, Twitch chat, uh, did not get a lot of, uh, yeah, did not, it was not popular with Twitch chat, but I actually thought it looked really interesting. And it's actually a new game from the Game Bakers, which uh, the last game they made, and I think the only game they made was Fury, if you remember that, F-U-R-I, which was the, oh, yeah. um, the sort of boss rush game with like some really hard like, aesthetics. Yeah, exactly. Carpenter Brute, like really heavy, dark, dark synthwave music. Um, but they made a game called Haven. And Haven is kind of interesting because, again, it is a sort of 3D um, kind of terrain-based thing. And, and Dale, it does kind of have the aesthetic of Fury, kind of that uh, a lot of flat surfaces, but then some kind of neon accents and things like that. Yeah. And, and and the thing that kind of struck me about this game is that it's the first game that I can think of where you play as a couple, uh, like an actual romantic couple. And at first it's like, oh, that's lame. But it is kind of interesting because the way it works is that there are um, a lot of voiced dialogue and actually really well voiced dialogue. It reminded me of um, it reminded me of something, but I can't I can't think off the top of my head of, of the vibe that it gave me. But it's um, back and forth dialogue between the 
I don't know, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever they are, and they're they're sort of stranded on this weird planet, and the demo doesn't really give you much context for it, but they, between themselves, and you can choose dialogue between them, and there's sort of a relationship component, I think, um, but, um, but the game, the gameplay itself is you go out of your little capsule, your space airplane that's crashed on this planet, and you do some exploring, and they have um, little, um, like, wave lines or something that you can follow that kind of boost you as you, you sort of jet skate over the over the terrain, and you can switch at any time between the two of them. If you encounter enemies, which are uh, kind of around the landscape, it's it's uh, sort of a Final Fantasy twelve. If you walk up to someone, you can see them, and then that en engages it. Uh, they have kind of an interesting dual combat thing, where each character, each of the two, has four abilities that you can do, and you can kind of time them together. When you hold down uh, one side of the keyboard and the other side, there's you know kind of the four cardinal directions, and they ha and you can sort of mix and match their their different abilities and, and fight. And then while you do that, there's also a little kind of a swirling pinwheel in the middle, and you kind of want to time it with that pinwheel and release your attacks at the right time to you know to make the attack more potent. Um, all the while, there's uh, you're gathering things in the terrain, so uh, food. There's a cooking component to it, which again I, I love cooking in games. Uh, you know the whole dragon's crown thing. I, it's, there's just something delicious about food and <laughs> games uh, so that you can mix recipes and things like that and then you're also kind of uh, just playing the story of, of, of this pair uh, kind of tr stranded on this island kind of a Robinson Crusoe sort of thing as they uh, make use of the terrain around them uh, at the beginning of the the demo or, or kind of shortly after the start of the demo there's a uh, an event that happens that sort of upsets their little uh, comfortable space that they've got for each other uh, the other thing about it is that this game is very comfortable with PDAs um, <laughs> they you know they, they it's are not a public couple. if it's just the two of them on an island well, I mean, we're here. And or did you mean so, portable digital assistants? Yes, they've got a BlackBerry. <laughs> uh, they love their BlackBerry. I thought you uh, meant PDA, what you were thinking. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I did. I did. And, like, I mean, there's a lot of animation of, like, some kissing and, like, some very intimate touching. I was actually really, I was like, ooh. You know, I was very surprised by <laughs> Getting this. a little voyeur thrill. I, I, I was like, oh, wow. Actually, I was, it is bold. I mean, so, I mean, you know, sometimes there will be, like, little animations of them kissing and there's, like, a little bit of tongue. And I'm like, wow, they're, like, they're just really, they're, like, really okay with it. And I, I actually do find that kind of, kind of interesting. Like, I'm interested You're, like, sitting see... in, your, in your room embarrassed alone. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's tasteful. Like, actually, here's the thing. The dialogue that they showed in the, the feature, you know, the, the event, um, was, you know, like, really, like, they'll cuddle and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I said, that's actually kind of sweet. And I was just kind of interested to see what they would do with it. And the fact that it's from the game, the game Bakers, and the last time it was, like, this super brutal, like, boss fighting, you know, like, really psychological kind of stuff. I was just kind of interested to see, you know, because I think they were... I think they're going in a different direction with it, and I've just never really seen anything quite like it. I, I know I, I will tell you, I don't play a lot of eroge visual novels or anything like that, so I may be just an innocent mind. Well, you're here, missing but, out, bud. Yeah, I know. Um, but 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 it, it is different, and it is an, an interesting vibe. And um, I, if that completely just does not sound interesting to you, maybe don't bother with it. But it, it is it is different, and. Um, I, you know, it, 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 it just has enough of each of those elements, you know, the traversal, the, you know, the ingredient finding, the combat, the, um, you know, the dialogue and the relationship. It, it is just kind of an interesting mix, and I really am interested to see what the game bakers do with it. Well, I will tell you what, this uh, X01 game is dope. 
It, it, it is interesting. There's not much to it <laughs> at, in the demo, but it's it's actually really cool. I'll tell you I what. don't even care. I'm having so yeah. much fun, like, rolling around, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get some good speed. And it's just it's just fun. Like, there is just something kind of... This like, demo's not timed either, by the way. No, you can do it as much as you want, but it is it is limited. I mean, that first level's probably just a tutorial, so there's not much to do. But yeah, you can just tool around in there as long as you want. So just to recap the four... Uh, Touch Type Tail, Strategic Typing, XO1, Teenage Blob, and Haven were the four games I played from the Steam Game Festival. That's it. Wow. Well, real quick for my part, what I'll do is give a, a minor update for the uh, Blood Bowl League. I am now 3-0, and guys. Holy crap, with my, dude. With my chaos You team. found your... This is your true pastime. Well, I don't know about games. that. Uh, my, my third game was against a, a team of halflings controlled by the AI. So it would have been really embarrassing to have lost to them. I mean, um, hey, it's a W. But That's right. I did win. And actually, I have game four tomorrow against um, uh, against this guy I've actually met in person before at the, the, the Portland uh, Gaming Club. Um, he's, a, he's also the commissioner of the league. So if I lose, uh, we know why. You, you know saying. what they say on your first day in prison. <laughs> you go up to the biggest toughest guy yeah. <laughs> punch him right, right in the nose uh i don't know what his team is i i know the name of his team shouldn't you know you should know i, yeah, I guess i can probably prepared, go planning ahead for this the name of his team is the ho ho ho's so i'm thinking amazons elves dwarfs amazons elves I played against the Amazons ho, ho, in my second game. I played against Amazons. Oh, well, he, he can't be playing the same thing. You I'm not sure before. what Ho-Ho's means, but I'm guessing elves. And then, like, they're, like, have a Christmas theme or something, maybe. Either that or it's dwarfs and they all look like Santa Claus. So, I don't know. We'll see. All right. You'll have to keep us keep us in the loop there. Yeah, or you're right, and it's Amazons. <laughs> um, or uh, there's, there's another team of all women. Uh, it's not Amazons. It's something else. Valkyries. I think it's like the Dark Elf. Uh, I, I forget what they're called. Anyway, um, so that and uh, yeah, so I, so wish me luck tomorrow as I face off against the commissioner of the league. Uh, funny enough, he's in the second division, like uh, you know, as, same as I am, which is kind of like the scrubs losers division. Sort of. um, I mean, that's what I would do if I were running the thing. I'd put myself in the, the, <laughs> in the losers loser bracket. Division. Yeah. yeah. Make it easy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the other thing is, uh, so I mentioned earlier that I had been playing uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and I, I wrapped that up and everything, talked about that before. But uh, I, I'm playing the next game in the Assassin's Creed series, Shadow of Mordor. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so far, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot like... it's. It actually draws a lot of inspiration, I think, from... Um, the Batman Arkham games, and as well as the Assassin's Creed. Listen, I saw a thing once where they compared the animations of uh, what's his what's his face, the Ranger. Yeah, with, um, Talion. What's Ta- his Ta- name? Ta- Talion. Yeah, Ta- Talion. 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 That's right. Talion. And Talion? Uh, versus Assassin's Creed, and it was kind of damning. I mean, it was. Oh, like... it's it's pretty similar. Yeah, the control scheme is fairly similar, and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's all aside it, from the combat. It, obviously it wears its uh yeah the combat is very different I, I wish it was assassin's creed combat it'd be way easier um you but, don't you don't do good with that it's like uncharted ape that combat like everyone uses that combat now which one the assassin's combat creed? from batman from, oh, from batman. shadow of mordor and 
I would play Uncharted's got the same thing. Yeah, it's lots I, of. Action I don't really love like it actually. I don't like the like. So this game, Spider Man, used the exact same combat. It has more. Um, yeah. Well, all of those games can just go right back on the shelf because uh, <laughs> anything with a quick time event is garbage. They're, it's not a quick time event. No, they do have quick time events. Uh, so anytime anybody's about to strike you, you get a, you get the button prompt to you know yeah the block parry or whatever. That's or a, a quick counter. That's a QTE, yeah. dude. That's that a QTE. is not a QTE. Also in this game, when you get like Brand, anything down, with button presses. Mm-hmm. Oh, anything with button press? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're pressing buttons. My bad. You know how bad, when dude. you get like downed and about you're about Blood to get knocked out? Blood Bowl game like, where it's like press out? X to throw the ball? That's a uh, QTE. Is there a mute button on here? <laughs> uh, there's uh, there's that thing like where they're about to like give you the coup de gras, but then you can do your, your little QTE to to move <laughs> the stick icon into the circle and press the right button. Don't press the yeah, wrong button. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, that's true. So, I mean, that's just lazy design, I think. Oh, when you're getting ready to die? Yeah, that part sucks. Those ones. Yeah, those are really egregious. <laughs> I can deal with the other thing because that's the core of the game. You know, it's like... Uh, uh, but actually, it probably would be better. I th- and actually, you can you can turn those off too. I think just like Batman, you can turn those off so that you're not like paying attention to the little, um, you know, glyphs that appear above a guy's head, but you but actually to the animations that they do. I wonder if that would be feasible in this game, though, because you can get surrounded by like ten guys at a time and trying to keep an eye on all ten at once. That'd be hard. Might be difficult. That'd be really hard. But uh, yeah, it's it's brutal because like uh, it seems like every time I get into a combat with like one or two guys, somebody like blows a whistle and then all of a sudden it's like fifty guys shot. <laughs> uh, like I think that's actually by design though, because one of the things they want you to do is. Um, particularly with like some of the harder named bosses is um, they want you to build up your combo so that you can then do your like instant execute move. Right. So you can't do, you have some of these powers that you can't do until your combo meter is up above like five, 10 hits or whatever. And then once it is, you, you know, hit two buttons at the same time and then you just execute one of the dudes. But also those execute moves will sometimes get around the, the, um, defensive powers of the named orcs you know and so i think that's kind of core to their combat game flow design so i'm sort of learning how to deal with it um just because i don't know something like i don't don't really know why but for some reason i wanted to play this game and like just see some of the lord of the rings stuff for a little bit i don't know it's this one that i've never finished actually so thought i might as well try that well, I think I think there is an element to because I I saw somebody talking about this uh, just just recently. In fact, uh, Legrand, it seems like it was something that that you were talking about in the Discord with somebody where the combat is just kind of a pain in the butt until you until you sort of get in the rhythm and and kind of figure out what it is they're trying to do. And then I, mean, I think it actually was this. I think you guys were talking about it was me the, and Dale. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, hey, how about that? Yeah, That's probably. That sounds so familiar. Let's finish is that the... conversation. <laughs> IRL. But I, but I wonder, Dale, do you find it rewarding enough that you want to pursue that? I mean, is this is that whole thing turning you off, or do you feel like you're achieving something? You know? It's uh, no, it's not turning me off. It's like it's like the speed bump of my progress. You know, it's like no, I'm just I'm learning how to to deal with that aspect of this game. Well, you can also um, be super sneaky. You know, you don't have to get in big fights all the time. Yeah, I guess you could be super sneaky. But I'm Assassin's Creed's really hard when you get surrounded by tons of dudes. Well, except for in like I don't know. 
it was it was awesome being a badass in the, in the previous Assassin's Creed games and just murdering like twenty dudes. Yeah. So really what I would do way, in, in in Syndicate, which I played most recently, is like if you ever actually get in danger, you can just drop a smoke bomb and then run away. Um, I'm not sure if you have a similar move in this game. You uh, can run. You can, you yeah, run. you can run away, and then like eventually the and the then the orcs like up. call you chicken, and they get stronger. Yeah. I'm not owned. I'm not owned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, th- there's a point in this game where um, you get geared out enough, you level up all of your abilities, and oh yeah, you overcome. It's right? just like a ballet of just murder, and like you want to get into fights with thirty guys because you know you're gonna walk away. Yeah, I think I'm getting there because what happens is every time you win a fight against a named orc, you get to pick up a, a rune that you can, right. you know, make your sword or dagger or bow better. Um, but not only that, you also get points that give you um, to unlock your abilities and like buff your stats and stuff. And so yep. uh, it's going to get there eventually and I'll just be like a, a whirlwind of death. But I, it's I'm still pretty amazing. Kinda... When you get to that point, if you can stick it through, man, that part oh, yeah, is I think super I will. satisfying. I think I'm, I'm getting you know, to the, toward the top of the slope at this point. Cause I have finally figured out the, like how to do the execution moves. Right. So I'm not just getting relentlessly owned anymore. Um, and so starting to make some more progress. I think uh, it's Y and B together if I recall. Right. That's yeah. And right. then there's another move you can do to like, you know, hit the ground and send people back with a shock wave, you know, of yeah. spectral. There's a way to like power. stun a dude. And then you like, like specter stab him with your specter knife yeah um did, do you have like the teleport bow ability yet because that's amazing too uh i saw that one in the skill tree i don't think I. you need to get that as soon as you can it's so awesome because every time you shoot it you can use it and when you shoot a guy you immediately teleport to him and assassinate him it's amazing okay For, like stealthing around it's yeah i'll have to make fun. sure i get that one next because I, I was definitely looking at it in the skill tree going huh that looks interesting oh it's it's amazing yeah, and that, that's kind of what I, I mean. And to draw parallels back to Assassin's Creed, like that's exactly what I'm doing in Assassin's Creed is cherry picking the abilities that just look rad in the skill tree. But right. This game and in Shadow of Mordor, like all that stuff is super good, super cool. So and do I need to? It's funny because I I recently played the new the newer one. Yeah, I guess, Shadow of Mordor, right? And I I really it kind of didn't stick with me as much as the first one. I think that the first one was just less complicated and just a little bit just a little bit better i think the combat and the overall loop and um i don't know even the world the world in the first one's a little bit desolate but yeah um it's uh i I think that it just felt like a little bit mm, easier and simpler but you know it's it is a good game just to like throw on if you want to like listen to a, a podcast or something you know because it's yeah. you don't have to really pay attention to what anybody says. Um, you can just kind of get in the rhythm of trying to go and fight a boss, but then like ten other bosses kind of like show up, and you got to fight them first. <laughs> what yeah. about when you like knock the bees down onto them, or you like oh yeah, yeah. let, let the, out like the beasts the out of their cages, and they start killing them? Uh huh. Yeah, That's all that stuff's pretty cool. Too. It's because you can look and you can see like a, a one of the, your your targets. You can like look at their info, and you can see oh he's scared of the beasts or he's scared of like this other orc and then you know engineer some situation where he he runs away uh, I, th- fire. I think i've also found that um just because i did die enough i i think some of the orcs reach like max level and then they can't go any higher so, <laughs> so. <laughs> and eventually you get orcs on your team and they just start trundling around yeah i got one and guy stuff. that's like he's like my stooge on the like high council of orcs right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's where I'm at with that. What do you think about the story? I guess I mean the whole. I I kind of remember part the of the ring it. maker guy, like <laughs> yeah. whatever his name was. Uh, Celebrimbor, that's his name. Yeah, he's your alter ego sort of thing. Um, like you died, he like basically empowers you to come yeah, back. Yeah, like if you die, if you die, he like brings you back. To this life is the time. same save that I started like years ago, so um, oh, okay. I, I sort of vaguely remember the story. But uh, I couldn't really tell you any more than what my mission prompt your, says. I think no. your 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 wife and your kids gets murdered. I remember or something, that. And then you yeah. get pissed, and then you get killed too. And then Kelebrimbor mm-hmm. brings you back, and you're like all pissed off because you can't go and and rest in peace with your family. You have to go and serve right. this ring guy, you go gladiator. And do some damn QTEs. Can't believe all it. all the QTEs. Can't believe it. Well, folks, uh, if you're having trouble keeping up with the plot here, that's all right, because our sequel coming in just a few days is going to start from scratch. We're going to be bringing you some news, some new releases, some video game topics of discussion, uh, so look forward to that. If you've just been kind of breezing through this episode, uh, just realize you've come to the end, and uh, we're ready to sign off for the day. If you have any comments about any of the games that we have played, if you want to share with us the games that you've been playing, you can let us know about that on social media. You can find us collectively at Show on Twitter. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at Legrand. And I am at Count Elmdor. Find our fourth man, Jared Red Eye Dunn, at R-E-D underscore I. Find him over at twitch.tv slash show. We've been playing some uh, some more Destiny. We've been trying to get Dale into the clan, but he just won't accept any of the invites. I guess, Did you right? send invites? <laughs> no, I don't know. He's, he said he was having trouble with the interface, so it's Destiny being Destiny. Yeah, fit, go Weird. Figure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, check us out over there at Twitch, and uh, remember to find us at GameBiteShow.com. Find the back catalog of all of our podcasts. Links to our Discord server. Come join us there. That's where the real hot discussion happens. Uh, so come find us on Discord. And, uh, of course, if uh, you're not into any of that, that's fine. Just wait for a few days, and we'll be back in your ears with another podcast. Until then, folks, this is your Game Bite Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. See ya. Peace.